Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. It's so wonderful that we can come and worship the Lord together today. And I believe that you come with expectation. Amen. When we have faith, we have expectation. We approach God and receive from the Lord by faith. So every time we come into the service like this, we should come with expectation and faith and believe that something is going to happen to our life. God is going to change us. God is going to do something in our life. Amen? How many people come with expectation? I hope you don't come here just to fulfill the religious ceremony and just, okay, another service and that's it and go home and watch TV. No, you come with hunger and with expectation. Amen? Tonight I would like to talk about revival. We have revival night, so we would like to talk about revival. And one of my heart's desire is to see revival in the churches and in many countries. Yesterday, I have a chance to record the greeting word to the people in Switzerland. And somebody can put the subtitle into German language for me. And in my prayer for Switzerland, I pray that there will be revival in Switzerland and Germany. And I want to talk about revival to build your faith. If you notice one thing, everywhere Jesus went, when you read the full gospel carefully, you will see one thing, that everywhere Jesus went, one thing that he did, he was preaching and teaching for a long time. Why did he have to preach and teach for a long time? Before he lay hands, before he healed the sick and cast out demons. And the same thing happened to the Apostle Paul. The Bible talks in the book of Acts that all these apostles, everywhere they went, they started with preaching and teaching the Word of God. And then one part of the Bible, I think in Acts chapter 14, say, the man who was sitting there began to have faith. And Paul saw that this man had faith and told him to come out from the wheelchair or from being polarized. So you see that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. And when you have faith, you can receive from God. So that's the way it works in the kingdom of God. One time Jesus went to Nazareth. He went there. And the Bible said that he could perform a few miracles in that city because most people in that city got used to him and did not have faith in Jesus that much. So he could perform only a few healings and miracles because they had no faith. And at the end of that paragraph, the Bible says, Jesus went about the city, walking around, teaching the word of God. So Jesus knew that in order to help people to get their miracle, to get their breakthroughs, and to have victory, or to change, to have transformation, 
by the hand of God. People need to come to God by faith. So the same way, I need to teach about revival if you want to see revival in the church. I want to talk to about revival tonight, and I'm thankful that the Lord led me into revival. First of all, I want to tell you one thing: one of these days, soon and very soon, compared to eternity, all of us gonna stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. How many people can say that? I have seen people in the 17th century. Raise your hand up. Anyone has seen people who were born in the 17th century? No. You think one day we will leave this world? Yes. Are you ready for eternity? Are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Lord? The question. I want to be ready. I want to live a life, getting ready to meet the Lord. And on that day when I meet Him, He will say, "Good and faithful servant." You are used by me. You fulfill the destiny that I call you to do. But in order to do that, we need His help, a big time. That's why, when you look at the Bible, look at the four gospel and the book of Acts, Jesus commanded the early church disciple, "Don't go out of Jerusalem, but wait." Until the power of God come from on high, Jesus knew that his disciple would not be able to fulfill the calling, would not be able to live a life worthy of the gospel by their own strength. They need the power of God. They need the Holy Spirit. They need the fire of God. So that they can go out to win souls, to make disciple, and to fulfill the great commission. The same thing should happen in the 21st century church. We are still part of the universal church, and if the disciples in the early church needed the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, how much more we will need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? And as long as I live, and as long as I am a pastor of this church, I will never stop the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the church. I will not let any rich man to tell me stop doing it. I will not let any person to manipulate me to say, "Hey, stop laying on of hand, stop move in the fire of God." I'm sorry, you cannot buy me with. Money, I gonna continue the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because I know that that is the will of the Father, and I need to prepare the church to be the bride of Christ, getting ready to meet Him on that day when He returns. Amen. Amen. So that's why we have revival service tonight because we want to obey. The command of the Lord, and that command is for us in this generation too. In Acts chapter one, verses eight and nine, the Bible say, "But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you." He was talking to the disciple who already had the Holy Spirit in them, 
because they were born again already. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bowels of the earth. And when he has said this, even as they were looking at him, he was caught up and a cloud received and carried him away out of their sight. This is a command of the Lord to all of us. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of you sitting here, you may say, Pastor, I have been in a church for 30 years. I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1989. This message is not for me. That day, I was in another charismatic church. Somebody laid hand on me, and I was speaking in tongue already. Oh, this teaching is for new believers, not for me. No, it's for you. Because being filled with the Holy Spirit, being touched by the fire, is an ongoing thing that we need to be filled again and again. We need more and more of the anointing. I pray to God on a regular basis. Lord, I pray that the anointing on my life shall be greater this year than last year so that I can preach the gospel more effectively this year than last year. And Lord, when I get older to 80 years old, 90 years old, I pray that my anointing will be hundred times more than today. I want more anointing. So I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. It's not enough today. I have not arrived yet. We all need to be filled with the Holy Spirit again and again and again. And my job is to make you hungry for the Spirit of God. We need to be stirred up to be hungry for the Spirit of God. So in order to receive the Holy Spirit, we need to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God. We need to stir our own heart up and say, it's not enough. I need more. I have not arrived yet. And we need to press in through the veil of time, through the veil of the flesh, and through the veil of tradition. Why I say time? We are living in a very busy society. Is that right? Time. Time is so precious. People don't want to waste their time. In other words, time is money. You use your time to make money. So people don't want to give too much time to God because they can go out to make money. You have to press in through the veil of time. The veil of tradition. Because the tradition say, Oh, church is worshipping 15 minutes. Preaching 15 minutes. Singing doxology. And after that, I go home. The church should not last longer than one hour. I need to go home and watch TV and watch the football game. That is a tradition. We need to press through that. That no, we are not coming to church for tradition. We are here because I'm hungry for the move of God. I want God to touch me. Amen? So many times when I went to the revival services in many years ago, when I started to enter into revival, I remember I was sitting there in the front row and I was saying, God, today the pastor needs to lay hand on me. Okay, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. 
He need to lay hand on me. And at the end, the pastor just grab up and walk out. And he said, "No, you haven't laid hand on me yet. I need the Holy Spirit." And you know what happened? I was standing up because people gonna leave the service, and the Holy Spirit hit me without anybody lay hand on me. I start to get drunk on the chair without even the laying on of hand. The fire of God touched me because I was so hungry. I said, "I'm not gonna leave this building without being touched today." Again and again, I want to be touched by you, Lord. That's how it works. The hunger. So you need to press in. You need to be thirsty for the things of God. I cannot make you thirsty. You need to be thirsty yourself, but I can stir you up to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Can you imagine when Jesus was walking on earth and he was performing miracles and did his ministry for three and a half years? During that period, ten thousand of people followed Jesus. Is that right? At one time, it say five thousand men, and including women and children. I believe there were 10,000 of people in that meeting. Miracles happened, but why only 120 people were in the upper room? Why? Where were the rest of the people? I believe that at the beginning of the 10 days, there were more than 120 people for sure, because when Jesus say, "I'm going away," I'm going to give you the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Wait in Jerusalem until you were filled with the power from on high. I believe that there were more than 120 people listening to him at that time. And many people were waiting in that room before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But one day passed by, two days passed by, three days passed by, people start to go away. Oh, I have business to do. Yes, I have an appointment with my grandmother. Oh, my pastor needs me. I need to go back to do something. My boss called me to go back to work. This is too long now. Two days already gone by. People began to leave. Ten people left. Twenty people left. And only 120 people stayed. Why did these 120 people stay? Because, number one, they obeyed the command of the master. They say, I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The second reason they stayed to the end, until the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came, because they were hungry and thirsty for the move of God. They wanted the outpouring of the Holy Spirit so much. They were willing to wait until the Holy Spirit showed up. Everyone say, wait. Are you willing to wait? Are you hungry? Or you say, I'm fine, I have a good job, I have good good for 01k i have a nice house i don't need anything else i i'm a good christian i go to church every sunday my name is recorded in the book of life 
I'm gonna go to heaven any anyway. You know, I'm fine. You can be like that too. But I hope you're not. I hope you're hungry for the things of God, for the move of God, because the move of God gonna touch you and change you and do something good in your life to fulfill the will of the Father. So that on that day when you stand before Jesus, you will be able to say, "You know, I finished my race. I run my course, and I know I have done my best, and I have been used by you to shake the cities and the nations and build your church." Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Jesus said, "Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry, await." In the city of Jerusalem, until you are, until wait, until you are endued with power from on high. One of the reasons I love to go on mission trip because those people in many cities were waiting with expectation. They were waiting and waiting. For the revival service, maybe we should have revival service here once in two years, so that you will be waiting with hunger. Sometimes when we have too much, people just say, "Oh, you know, I can miss this time. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I can miss it. I wait another month; it will show up again." But some country people waited for the revival service for six months, nine months. In order to get touched by God, in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit again, people will fly in. People will get on the bus. They were waiting. They were hungry. In Thailand, in the revival service, we have thousands of people show up, and I promised God that I would lay hand on every single head. So what happened? People can light up to be prayed for. Maybe about maximum 400 people in that room. Another 1,000 people have to stand out there, and they light up like a, even more than Disneyland out there into the street. And they were waiting there in the line to be called in by the usher to fill up the space that people get prayed for, done, and go out. They have to come in, and they wait and wait. Some of them have to wait for two hours to be prayed for. Can you imagine? Do you think you will see this in America? I think people will go home. They will not wait out there. Too hot, too long. But in the third world country, people are hungry for God, and I hope that we are hungry for God like that in the United States. Amen. Hallelujah. Those people who left the upper room say, "I could not wait any longer. I'm too busy." I have something else to do. I cannot be here. They were not hungry enough. I believe that God had a purpose to put ten days before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I first went to revival services. I did not understand at that time. The service started at 7 p.m. and by 11 p.m. the preacher. Haven't laid hand yet, and I was thinking, this is weird. Four hours gone by, you haven't laid hand on me yet. 
I'm waiting for you to lay hand. And when I complain to God like that, the preacher say, I think God answered me by his mouth. The preacher say, you know, I purposefully do this so that some people will leave. So that I know that they are not hungry enough. And if they don't hungry enough, I lay hand on them, they're not going to get anything anyway. So I just keep on doing, doing, and he lay hand about 11.30 p.m. He want to see who going to stay and say, I don't care about sleeping and going to my bed. I want to see the hunger on these people. And after that, I understand, oh, I see. God wants me to make a decision. I am hungry. I can wait. I'm going to press in to be touched by God. And I want to let you know, this is a command of Jesus Christ that every Christian should be filled with the Holy Spirit, touched by the fire of God. But unfortunately, not every believer obey Jesus' command. Not every believer is hungry enough to be filled with the Holy Spirit again and again and again. Out of 10,000 of people, only 120 people. If I were in that generation, I believe I would be one of them in that upper room. Maybe I was number 121. I would be there. I want to be touched by the presence of God. It's so wonderful. The Holy Spirit came on me, empowered me to know Jesus more, to have more power, to have more faith, to be more righteous and holy, to be on fire for God. I don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. I don't want to be a frozen Christian. I want to be on fire for Jesus Christ. I need the fire of God all the time. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, and the Bible did not say after comma, and has already stopped. No. The day of Pentecost had fully come and no stop yet. It still go on. So the day of Pentecost still today, we still can experience the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You can see here that the 20 people received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and after that, they shook the world for Jesus Christ. The Apostle Peter used to deny Jesus three times, ran away, but after he got touched by the Holy Spirit, he stood up and preached the gospel. He became so bold to preach the gospel. Amen? I understand Apostle Peter very well because before I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I was scared to tell people about Jesus Christ. 
and I dare not speak the truth that much because I did not want to lose friend. But after I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm not afraid of human anymore. I'm gonna speak the truth with faith and with love and compassion. Speak the truth in love, because the Holy Spirit gave me boldness and faith to do the job for the Lord. In Acts chapter two verse six. Now, when this was noise aboard, this is in King James version, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. In Amplified Bible, the Bible say, and when this sound was heard, the multitude came together and they were astonished and bewildered, because each one heard them. Speaking in his own dialect, you need to understand one thing: revival is not quiet. Revival is loud. People can hear what is going on. It can be very loud. People get drunk, speak in tongue. People can laugh, cry. Some demon may come out, and people scream and shake in the presence of God. I remember in 1997, I went to the pastoral meeting in Florida, and when the Holy Spirit touched me, demons came out of me, big time. I scream and scream on the floor under the chair for half an hour. No one bothered me. It's very really loud, and I was so embarrassed. Because many people know that I'm a neurosurgeon. I remember one time when Pastor Joe Cruz came to Seattle, and he went to Olympic Peninsula to preach over there. So I followed him to support him. He called me out to give testimony about how I met the fire of God. When I grabbed the microphone, the Holy Spirit hit me, and I got drunk, and I began to laugh out loud. And the whole room broke out in laughter. I did not have a chance to speak anything. My wife, my dear lovely wife, had to grab the microphone and speak for me because I was on the floor, got drunk in the Holy Spirit already, before even Pastor Joe Cruz was preaching. It can be loud. It can be shaking the whole building when the Holy Spirit touched you and came down upon you. Amen. So if you come to the revival service and you hear noises, don't be shocked. Some people gonna laugh, some people gonna cry, some people get drunk, speaking tongue, amen. And that happened to every nationality. <laughs> I thought when I was touched by the Lord, I saw some Latino people dance and, and laugh and jump up and down, and I saw some African American people. Laughing and jumping and have a manifestation of being drunk in the Holy Spirit. I thought at that time I haven't gone to Thailand yet to bring the revival. I thought this is not for Thai people. No, Thai people very reserved, very dignified. Hi, how are you? Greet you. Very dignified. Everyone sit in the temple quiet. I was thinking that way that this revival thing. Maybe Thai people cannot take it. Ha ha ha! I was wrong. I went to Thailand in year 2004 and began to lay hand and move in the fire of God. Ooh, 
Wow, Thai people also laugh. They also get up and dance. They also shake and they also make a loud noise. And all things happen. The same thing to the Latino people. Same thing that to American African people. Wow, to every nationality, the same thing happened. Can be loud. Can be quite unbelievable. I remember many times I walk out of the revival service. I look like a mess. My hair, my eyes swollen because I cry and cry. The saliva come out of me because I was touched by God and was so drunk in the Holy Spirit. I walk into the restroom like this and I could not even stand. But it's wonderful, I tell you, so wonderful to be touched by God and get cleansed by the Lord. To be so drunk in the Holy Spirit—it's a wonderful experience to be touched by God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's why sometimes I want to warn you: don't spend two hundred dollars for your hairstyle before you come to the revival service, because you're gonna start to be very reserved. You don't want to lose your two hundred dollars away. Okay? The same thing. I will not go to haircut before revival service. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verses 5 to 13. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Every nation can be touched by the fire of God. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look! Are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, and joining Syrian, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own language, in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others, mocking, said, They are full of new wine. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit and the fire of God, you will look like a drunk person. Look like a drunk person. You can speak in tongues. Maybe speak other people's language. I remember many, many years ago, maybe about 10 years ago, there was a student, foreign student, student sitting on that corner in another church building. And I was touched by the fire, and I was drunk, and I was speaking in tongue. And after the service, that foreign student came to me and said, Pastor Lao, you were speaking my language. And I said, no, I did not speak your language. I was speaking in tongues. But he said, I heard you speaking in my language, and I understood everything you say. So you see, that's what happened. God can make people hear what they need to hear, even though you speak in the heavenly language. And that is wonderful. And that lady got saved and is still Christian to today in another land. She still serves God and go to church today. The move of God 
is for every nation. It's not only for the Jews. It's not only for Americans. It's for Chinese too. For Mandarin-speaking people, Spanish-speaking people, for every nation. And the Holy Spirit can work in every nation the same way. Amen? You don't have a special kind of revival. The revival happened all over the world the same way. Acts chapter 2, 14 to 18. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk. These people were not drunk with wine. They were drunk with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, as you suppose. Since it is only the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in that last day, says the Lord, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my Spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. Peter who ran away when Jesus was arrested, stood up to preach the gospel with bonus, who changed this man from being a coward man into a very bold man, speaking the truth of God. Who? The Holy Spirit. Amen? If we want to see the Great Commission fulfilled, finished in our generation, we need the Holy Spirit. So that we can be bold to teach and to preach the word of God. And to tell people the wonderful work of the Lord. Amen? And not only one time, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Filled with the Holy Spirit again and again. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the fire of God is not a one-time experience and then over. It's a continuing thing ongoing thing every year we need the infilling because we have not arrived yet we have not been like Jesus yet we need to be purged cleansed empowered grace we need to be touched to be cleansed by the Holy Spirit so that we can be changed from glory to glory to glory to be more like Jesus so that we can be on fire for God for all, all the days of our life. Can Christian become lukewarm later on? Can we? Can people become on fire for five years and later on just start to go downhill? Can Christian do that? Yes. I have seen so many backsliding pastors now. I'm serious. I'm seeing so many people are backslide now. They don't care about God anymore. Ten years ago, they're on fire. Who keep people on fire? The Holy Spirit. That's why we need to keep the file of God in the church on a regular basis. The Bible says on all flesh. It means that God wants to pour His Spirit on all Christians, not only a few Christians. But not every Christian wants the fire, wants the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's your own decision. God is going to pour the Holy Spirit on you if you desire to obey Him. 
And when He comes on you, the fire of God, the Holy Spirit will deal with you first to take away the shackles in your life, the bondages, the curse, the jokes, the burdens. He set you free. He will give you the zeal for God, the bonus, the anointing. The power will change you from the inside first. And after you are changed from the inside by God, then by the same anointing or the same fire, will use you to go out and help other people. You cannot give what you don't have. Is that right? You don't want an empty hand lay on your empty head because nothing going to happen. If you want your hand to lay hand on somebody to set them free, to cast demons out, to heal the sick, your hand needs to be filled with something. Is that right? The more, the better. So yourself needed too, first, to be filled. And you can lay hand on yourself too. If you're sick, you can lay hand on yourself. Go away in the name of Jesus right now. I have the fire of God in my hand. Go in Jesus' name. You have the power in your hand. So all of us need that power. All of us need the fire of God to change us first so that we can not only be changed and be on fire for God, and the first love for Jesus will come back to us. I don't know about you. Are you still go banana for Jesus? Are you still having the first love for Jesus? Huh? Are you still having the first love? Yes. <laughs> Pastor, you can preach? I'm sleepy right now. I went to bed late last night. Are you on fire for Jesus? Do you love Jesus, the first love? Who's going to help you to have the first love to the end of your life? Who? Holy Spirit. I remind myself every day, do I love Jesus? I'm serious. I ask myself every day, am I still on fire? Am I a dead pastor? When I say dead, I mean spiritually dead. Not, not dead like that. I'm a spiritually dead pastor who tried to preach to the dead congregation? I hope not. I hope I'm a, a live pastor, on fire, filled with the Holy Ghost. And preach to a live church, not a dead church. That people so like, go to church like a dead person. When we put the EKG, spiritual EKG on the members, and why it's flat lie? No, poop, 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 it's a flat lie. Need some adrenaline. Need some... Cardiac shock. We call defibrillator. Spiritual defibrillator. Fire! No, I hope our church is on fire. Still fall in love with Jesus. Amen? And then they can go out to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. Amen? To do the work of God that God called us to do. On fire! First love for Jesus still there every year, every day, until the last day of our life. Amen? Amen? But I want to tell you the good news. 
and that's happened to me and Pastor Da and this church. If you want to be on fire, you want to live in the first love for Jesus. You want the fire of God. You want revival. You want to be burned by the fire. You want to be people who shake the city and shake the nations for God. Shake your company for God by the fire of God. One of the prices you have to pay is that people will not like you, especially religious people. You will be excommunicated from your denomination. That's happened to me. I got excommunicated. You're gonna be losing your credential. They will take your pastoral position away. You will lose friends. They will cut you off from fellowship. And not only that, they will make up some stories and lie about you, and they will spread rumors about you. I want to tell you, I have got all these things in my life to even today. That people spread rumors about me, lied about me, make story. No, many people don't want to talk to me. They think that I'm crazy. This doctor is crazy. They think. And you know who did that to me? Not non-believers, not non-Christians. People who go to church. They don't like the anointing. They don't like the fire. They want to keep everything so-so. Don't be too on fire. Don't lay hand. Don't have the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the devil hates the file of God. The devil hates the church that welcome the file of God. The devil would do everything to stop me and to stop this church and stop the file of God in every single church. He would do anything. Because he doesn't want to see people get set free, get healed, get delivered on fire, and give their life to God and fulfill the calling in their life and go out to serve the Lord. He wants to see Christians look warm and just be frozen and just go to church, drag their feet to church, and oh, whatever will be, will be. Just... Easy going, easy going. Don't do anything for God. So he will try to do everything to stop the fire of God in the church. Replace the fire with all the tradition, the law, the rules and religion. And you have to do this, you have to light this thing and do this thing and follow the religion, but no fire. He will keep the church in religion and tradition and they the devil is happy. As long as you are in the religion and tradition, he will not bother you. But once you start to welcome the fire, oh, hell broke loose. You got rejection. People leave the church. When I start to bring the fire to this church, I lose about 20% of members at that generation. And many of them still don't like me. They don't like to talk to me because they think that I am wrong and crazy. But I told Pastor Da and told God, I don't mind. Because when I have the fire, I can go out and save thousands of people out there. If you don't need me, that's okay. But there are souls out there that need the gospel. I'm going to keep running the race with the fire of God. Amen. You're going to be labeled by somebody that you are a cult. But I'm sorry I'm not a cow because I preach Jesus. 
I don't preach myself. I preach Jesus. I talk about the Bible. Amen. So revival gonna cause people to reject you, put you in jail, spread rumor about you. But the fire of God bring life. You're gonna be so alive. The Bible said the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead can quicken your body. You're gonna look younger than age. You're gonna look healthier than other people. Other people at your age, they are weak, they're sick, but you're still strong. You walk around with strength because life is in you. That's why I love the fire to keep me in, with strength, keep me alive all the time. Amen. I'm stronger than most people in my age. I don't want to tell you my age. <laughs> Should I? But I'm stronger than a lot of people at my age. Why? Not because I'm special, but because the fire of God gives me life. He made me fall in love with Jesus on a regular basis. The first love for Jesus. I always think this way. I'm not all together yet. I still have a long way to go. I need more of God. I need more of the Holy Spirit. I have not arrived yet. Once you think you have arrived and you think you have all, you know all the Bible, you know the Hebrew and Greek language, you can read the Bible upside down. You can memorize all the scripture and I'm fine now. When you start to come to that point, you think you don't need the fire anymore. But if you think this way, I have not arrived yet. I need the fire of God. Amen? Then you continue to be hungry all the days of your life. You will keep yourself in the first love for Jesus. All the days of your life. In order to get into the fire, you need that hungry and thirsty and humility and repentance. And the same thing, these factors keep you out of religion and tradition all the days of your life. Religion and tradition are the enemies of revival. All this church history, all these 2,000 years, happened again and again and again. The church, one generation on fire, who pour out the Holy Spirit. Everyone on fire, the pastor on fire, everything, miracles happen, signs and wonder, deliverance happen. And after one generation is gone, the next generation, shh, go down. And start to be traditional, religious, and forget about the Holy Spirit. I promise God one thing. I promise God. If by the grace of God I can do it in America, I will do it. But it has to be by the grace of God. But I promise God because I'm Thai by birth. I promise God I would do everything I could to keep revival in Thailand. Even after I died, somebody will carry the baton and continue the fire. I will not repeat the same story like in the church history that the fire of God happened only in one generation and then the next generation died. No. That's why I keep producing teaching in the YouTube, teaching about the fire of God in Thai, teaching about revival in Thai, spread the fire of God, train all the pastors in Thailand, know how to lay hands, how to spread the fire of God, train them so that they keep the fire of God in their city, in their villages. I want that to continue. I don't want people to depend on only me. I train hundreds of people who know how to cast out demons, how to heal the sick, how to lay hands, and how to spread the fire of God. The pastor in Germany know how to spread the fire of God. The pastor in 
Switzerland know how to spread the fire of God, know how to lay hand, know how to move in the fire, because I don't want the same thing happen again in this generation. We need to train pastors to do that. In the old days, those who move in the fire usually were evangelists. The pastor don't know how to do it. In order to keep the fire, it has to come from the pastor, because the pastor take care of the congregation. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When the fire of God, when the revival happened, the temperature of the church will go up. The temperature will go up. The cockroaches, the rats, could not stand the light. You notice one thing when you try the light in Thailand. When I was in Thailand, we had rats. And cockroaches. I don't see much in Seattle. Too cold. When you turn on the light and the heat come up, you can see that they get into the hole. They disappear. In the same way, when the fire of God comes into the church, demons are not happy. Demons have to leave two ways. Listen carefully. Demons, bondages, curses, and all these bad things are going to leave because the fire of God show up. They live two ways. Number one, they live you. Get out of you. They cannot stay in you because the fire of God touch you. Then you will not die of cancer. You will not get into divorce and big problem. But at the same time, they live too with people. Some people, I tell you, when you move in the fire, they're gonna sit there. I don't like this guy. I don't like this preacher. I think I cannot be in this church. I need to leave right now. You know who speak to that person? Demons. Either you let the demon out of you, or you go out with the demons. You have to choose. I rather choose God, not go out with demons. Amen. And when the fire of God hit the church, there will be upheaval. Some couple who stay together without marriage, they're gonna be convicting. They have to get married. Some of people who doing something bad, watching pornography, when the fire of God hit the church, they feel convicted. They cannot stop. Either the demon leave or they leave. They cannot stand in the church. Amen? Amen. So God told me this, son, take it. Either you are very popular, and the church is big. Actually, I know if I move back to Thailand right now, I will have thousands of members there easily. I tell you, the church gonna be thousands of people show up in Thailand. But at the same time, the church may not grow that fast because people in that city don't like you. It's too hot in the church. The seat is too hot. This church, I feel uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit is moving. Oh, I have to leave right now. I cannot stand here. And if I want to follow church growth idea in America, I will not lay hand. I will not move in a fire. Because my church will never become a mega church, it will stay okay. Because many people don't like the fire. 
The fire of God works better with the hungry people, people who are desperate for God, but not people who say "Quesala sila." And I say to God, Lord, I'm willing to pay the price. I cannot choose you, not human being, because I need to obey you more than just to be successful in the eyes of man in the ministry. I may look successful that I have a big church, but if I disobey God one day, I stand before God. He's gonna say, "Ah, ah, ah, ah! You please man, you don't do what I say in the Bible and by my Holy Spirit." I don't want God to shake His head toward me. I want to be a man who say I do everything, even though people don't like me. I'm okay. I need to obey the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah! Therefore, thank you for being here, and you don't leave this church all these years. Amen? Amen. Can we cool down spiritually? Yes. That's why we need to keep the fire in the church. That we will not be cooled down. We will cool down when we hang around with icicle and popsicle, cold people, negative people. Please make sure you hang around with on fire people. Amen. Make sure you get into the fire of God, into the revival on a regular basis. Fall in love with Jesus. Go banana for Jesus. First love for Jesus. Full of freedom, full of joy. Be set free from all the bondage and curses in your life. From glory to glory to glory. Every time God confronted you, you repent. When you are touched by the fire. Sometimes God will speak to you during you are being touched, and God may speak to you something that you have to repent. Amen. I went to one city, and I lay hand on a person, and this person just got saved, just turned into Christianity lately, not that long, maybe a year, and this person stayed with another person without marriage. For many years, the other side—I don't want to say man and woman, okay? The other side stand there and never want to be touched by the fire. Just watch me, and not happy with me. But this person get touched by the fire. After that, I never say even one word to this person because I don't want to intrude into this person's business. The person call me and say, "Pastor, I could not do this anymore. I gonna tell." That person that I lived with for many years, either you marry me or I have to leave. And I say, you do whatever God told you. It's not me. I'm not telling you to leave. And that person did. Who the other person so mad at me? That person thought that I tell this person to leave. I didn't. Who told this person? The Holy Spirit. You see, either people like you and do what is right, or people are gonna hate you. When the Holy Spirit show up, He wants holiness. No playing around. Amen. The church need to be holy. The real file of God in the church is about holiness, not just shaking, dancing, crying, laughing. No, the final result is. Holiness and the gospel 
is preached and so saved. It's not just about manifestation, but it's about preparing the bride of Christ to be the holy bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many people want to be a part of the holy bride? How many people say, "I'm going to press in more and more"? You need to press in. Amen. Keep pressing in. Each time God may touch you in a different way. Sometimes quiet, just calm, peace. God touch you. Sometimes you may cry, and if God make you cry, just go ahead and cry. You don't have to hold back. Sometimes God may make you laugh. Just go ahead and laugh. Sometimes demon come out of you. Just let them go. Don't hold back. Whatever God wants to do, each time may be different. For me too, sometimes God touch me. I just feel peace and feel warm, like a blanket on me. And God began to speak to me. And sometimes I laugh. I laugh like cannot control. It's just like come from Tommy to the point that my Tommy get hurt. Like keep laughing and laughing, could not stop it. Sometimes I cry for half an hour. And when I cry, I feel that the love of Jesus come in me and say, "You need to love the world for me." Cry of the cry of being so concerned about the lost and dying world that people are being tortured by the devil. You go out and preach the gospel for me. The cry of the concern for the lost. God come into you and move in you. He cry for the world. He laugh because he want you to have victory. He move in you. Let him move in you and do that, and change you from the inside. Amen. That is revival, the touch of God. We need all of this. What I say is in this book. It's not my own idea. Jesus say, "Wait until the power from on high come on you." And he never say one time. Keep being filled again and again by the Holy Spirit. I want to let you know that this teaching work much easier to the new believers in a third world country who has never gone to church because they don't have the tradition of the church. They came out from Buddhism. They come in the sea. Oh, I want it. But for some of us who have gone to church for years and never been in revival, for you it may look weird. You may have to really unlearn and relearn and try to understand because this is in the Bible, and that's what happened to me because I became a believer in Baptist church and I was a believer for many years, and and people even talk against this thing for years and years. So actually, I was against it until 19. 1995-1996, I began to realize that I cannot go on anymore without the Holy Spirit. I have to relearn and unlearn the old way that I learned from my denominations, and it took me a while to understand and get into the file of God. So some of us may take some time, but keep listening to the teaching, pressing in, and remember this: this is not pass aloud idea; is 
Jesus idea and command we all need the fire of God we all need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit or the spirit of revival all the days of our life get rid of the religion and tradition fall in love with Jesus living a holy life love people be led by the spirit not by tradition not by laws or legalism amen hallelujah how many people are hungry tonight thank you Lord Jesus again hungry and yield to the Holy Spirit I was so happy in my last trip to Minnesota there was a man he's an African-American man very big size much bigger than me tall he came from Lutheran and Baptist Church and he's been a Christian for a long time he was in that Lutheran church for 29 years as an elder and one day his wife listened to my sermon in YouTube while she was listening she got touched by the fire start to get drunk and laugh in the house and cry and demon come out of her in the house she come to her husband the wife is an Asian woman the husband is an African-American man. You need to listen to this guy. So he listened. Hmm. He did not teach anything wrong. I want to see this man. They flew to Virginia and met me. And he was sitting there and kind of wondering who is this guy, why he teach this way, because it's so different from Lutheran church. Then he followed us to Minnesota. And I say, okay, people from Chicago, these people live in Chicago. Chicago, come out. I lay hand on him, the first man. Boom. Demon come out of him. And he fell under the power and check. And this man is intellectual man. He owns many businesses. He's very well-to-do, owns many businesses, and very smart. After he came out, he told me, Pastor, you know, I will never pretend, I will never make anyone happy by doing this. Holy Spirit, really, touch me. I really know this is real. I got touched by God. Now, he started a church in Chicago. He left the Lutheran church and won a revival church in Chicago. He already invited me to go in September. So I will fly to Chicago next year. He's going to come to camp this year. You're going to see him. Very, very godly man. Very good man. Now he's on fire. His wife is on fire now. Want to preach the gospel, save people. Amen? Wow, I'm so happy to see people on fire like that. Yeah. Come back to first love for Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So when you get prayed for, just come out like children. Come with the childlike faith. Don't think about your past experience, past position in the church, elder, pastor. You come to him like a child and let God touch you. Forget about yourself. You need to stay away from self-conscious, self-consciousness. What people going to look like, look at me? How are I going to look like? Stop thinking about that. Just think about, God, touch me. 
I don't care what other people think about me anymore. If I look like a mess, it's okay. God needs to do something in you to melt, to build, to mold you. So you may look like a mess, but after you come out from that surgery, plastic surgery, you're going to look more beautiful spiritually. Amen? During the surgery, look like a mess. I know I'm a surgeon. I need to shave somebody's hair. Have a cut. But after everything done, that patient look better. Okay? So God, Holy Spirit, will do some surgery on you to change you. Believe me, every one of us need some change. From glory to glory to glory. We need to change. We need to be revived. We need to be refreshed. We need to be empowered. We need to receive more grace from God. We all need it. No exception. And that is the will of the Father. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us tonight the subject of revival. Thank you, Lord, for your promise in the Bible that you shall pour out your Holy Spirit and your fire on all flesh. Lord, we want to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God. We don't want to be the same way. We want to be on fire for you. We want to be set ablaze, on fire, fall in love with Jesus, live a holy life, full of the power, full of the grace of God, to preach the gospel, lay hand on the sick, casting out demons, and build your kingdom, Lord. Oh Lord, may you touch us tonight. All of us will never be the same, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.